Welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. Here we will deepen your understanding of human and spiritual integration so you can live the life of peace and fulfillment God has for you. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez. I hold a degree in theology and am a licensed professional clinical counselor and certified trauma therapist. Join me weekly for practical applications of the spiritual life. No part of this audio is to be used as mental health treatment or clinical advice. Please see a licensed mental health professional for personal consultation. Hi, and welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. I'm your host for the day, Margaret Vasquez. And today we're talking about having a ministry mindset such an important part of human and spiritual integration. And I'm really glad that this got put on my radar recently by a conversation with a friend. Before we get started, just a reminder that if you're looking for parish healing missions, if you're looking for retreats, we're going to have a couple of those being set up um, coming up in the early spring and also parish and diocesan human and spiritual integration workshops. If you're not somewhere um, where a parish or a diocese is hosting one of those, actually have online human and spiritual integration workshops, one coming up in November, which may already be booked out completely by the time this airs, but another one coming in January and coming in February as well. So happy to make those available to folks where we're not coming out to. Um, If you're looking for books, Father David's book, Evangelizing Catholic Culture, my book's More Than Words, The Freedom to Thrive After Trauma, and Fearless Abundant Life Through Infinite Love, all available for you on Amazon. So getting started in here today, having a ministry mindset. First of all, the first, probably most important thing to know about this is that this applies to all of us. I mean, even if if you're a kid and you're listening to this podcast, this applies to you in school. Or it applies to you if you're, you know, if you're a young person in, and you have a job, it applies to you if you're a mom and you're, you're working at home and taking care of the, um, raising a family. If you're, um, working at a job, if you're a business owner, even yourself, um, no matter what kind of, kind of work you're doing, you know, it doesn't matter if, if you're running a missionary sort of outfit or organization, it doesn't matter if you're working at a convenience store or a fast food restaurant. I mean, this is, this really applies to all of us as, as members of the mystical body of Christ. You know, and so as I was preparing for this this morning, I was thinking about how in Genesis, God put man in the Garden of Eden to cultivate it. That, that wasn't a result of the fall. That was not punishment. That was even before the fall. You know, God had created the earth and and all of the things and then and then made man. So even in that, God himself worked. He worked for six days as he created for six days, with, by contrast, him resting on the seventh day. So work is not a bad thing. You know, what um, what work is actually is a very beautiful thing in and of itself. And it can even be a very glorious thing when we do it in collaboration with the Lord, when we enter into whatever the task is or whatever the the job is, even if it's peeling a potato and we're, we're doing it for love of God, then it totally is transformative. It transforms who we are and how we're serving. 
and really opens us up to the love of Christ flowing through us. You know, um, it doesn't have to be, I think so often as, as laity, we can feel like if we're not clergy or we're not religious, um, then our, our aspect of being connected to the church is Sunday going to mass or going to confession and going to mass or, or having my prayer time for um, whatever period of time before I go to my job. And that's just simply not true. You know, there's the, a motto that the Benedictine order has, and it's ora et labora. So that is prayer and work. And both are seen as important and both are seen as redemptive. They, they are, can be transformative of us depending on um, if we have just quite simply taking on that mindset that what we're doing is, is a mission, you know, yesterday, the gospel reading, I think it was yesterday, the gospel reading was about the 12 apostles being sent, you know, and today I'm actually recording this on the feast of the archangels and who are messengers and they were sent and, you know, the 72 disciples were sent out and you and I are no less sent out regardless of if we're not, um, you know, priest, deacon, religious brother, religious sister, you're a baptized member of the mystical body of Christ. And so we are sent out. And the fact of this life is that most of us must work for ourselves or for someone else in some way, shape or form, whether that's again, you know, raising a family or, or whether it's, um, you know, having an actual employment at a place that we go to, or even if we're self-employed, like I am, we still, we still work. It still requires work. Um, many people volunteer work, but that's still work, you know, and this is not to be a contrast to, but an extension of, or an expression of our life of faith. You know, it's not what we do to occupy ourselves when, when we're, you know, until we get to Sunday and it's a holy, you know, a holy time that we go and participate in the sacraments. And this is actually just a different facet. We're God's hands and his feet in the world. And it's through us that he seeks to build up his kingdom, which as scripture says, is at hand. And it's through us that he seeks to restore the body of Christ that we are members of. And so as we participate in whatever the task is that that we go to in each day or, or we perform each day, we are restoring our brothers and sisters, our fellow members in the body of Christ. And we're sent out into the world to do this. Too often we, we can feel like we go to our jobs and clergy and religious are supposed to do this. And, and while they may have a more specifically religious flavor to their mission or as, <clears throat> excuse me, as it's often said, their apostolate or their work. Our work is supposed to be every bit as much of a ministry, but our work is actually ministry um, oftentimes in the marketplace. And boy, if that's not a place that evangelization needs to take place. You know, I'm not the kind of person who's, um, first of all, I'm more introverted. And secondly, I'm not 
the kind of person who can um, very naturally walk up and just strike up a conversation with, with a stranger without some sort of um, connection with them. You know, some people are naturally evangelistic like that. They can easily walk up and start sharing about God very directly and intentionally. And it seems like the most natural thing in the world for them. You know, that's, um, that's just not how some of us are. And yet, you know, we've all had experiences of people where it gave us pause because they were doing whatever it was they were doing, whether it's, you know, they were waiting on us at a restaurant or they were working on our car or, you know, checking us out in the grocery stores. We were going through the checkout line and just the way they did what they did made us pause and think that person must be a Christian because we saw so much in them, that reflection of God's love. And that's exactly something that all of us can do, regardless of how natural or not natural, it seems evangelizing comes from, you know, through us or comes to us, I might say, it doesn't matter if we're introverts or extroverts. So what are some of the factors that distinguish a, a ministry mindset? If I'm talking about having a ministry mindset, you know, that instead of what, instead of what kind of mindset, I think a lot of times we can either have a, a ministry mindset or a, a work mindset. You know, this is, this is simply labor. This is, um, you know, you might have the mindset that this was a result of, <clears throat> of Adam and Eve's fall. And because, um, because I'm descendant of Adam and Eve, I'm left to labor in this world until I die and I'm able to go to my eternal rest. And while we all long for that eternal reward, being able to co-operate, to work together with the Lord in making manifest God's love in this world is a profound honor. And, um, and we can do that in a way that where we, where we really actually see the Lord as the ultimate master for whom we work. And we see, you know, even having that goal, that the goal is to make him known in this world, to make known his love, and that he's the one for whom we work, regardless of, of whoever our boss might be or what our job might be, you know? And so when we have that mindset, when we're coming from that place, then we can enter into our work with with that focus, you know, and so we might be doing the same task. We might be, um, you know, putting together a hamburger, or we might be teaching a classroom of students, or we might be performing surgery, brain surgery on somebody, you know, but there's a big difference. If I look at it, like I'm doing this for a paycheck or I'm doing it to witness to the love of God, you know, and it's not just a, it doesn't just make a difference. It's simply in, in how we do it, like for the people we serve, it actually makes a difference first and foremost within us. You know, this is, this is um, how I approach, have approached practice uh, as, a, as a therapist or as, you know, speaker or writer and those kind of things. And man, just such an enormous sense of, of purpose and such a sense of, um, of the privilege that it is, you know, what I get, um, the opportunity to do, that's really what it affects in me. And so I start from a place of, of, um, it's very humbling to, 
be asked to do that, to do that as we all are. And it's also, it fills me with a great sense of gratitude. And when we look at that, like, wow, how, what a tremendous honor that, um, that he calls us to do that. And so then as we're going about our tasks, it, it naturally, very naturally kind of puts us in the place of offering the sacrifices required of us as acts of love and praise to the Lord, because we're just, we're just so grateful to be able to participate in his redemptive work and, um, and making known his love. As we're filled with, with that courage, with, um, with that gratitude and really the, how humbling that is, then it gives us the the courage and the gratitude to embrace whatever's required of us in our job as actually as God's provision for, for my own personal growth. Right. And so then it can uh, maybe sometimes boil up in me the, okay, here's some, some area that the Lord is illuminating. He wants to heal more deeply in me, or maybe the Lord's illuminating. This is an area where he has greater peace or freedom or joy for me. Or maybe if there's an area I struggle, the Lord's using it to illuminate. This is an area that I need to, you know, to pray about a little bit more and take on his mind in this situation a little bit more. But all in all, it, it's really transformative, even though it might not at all change the tasks that we're doing, but it changes us. And so it changes how we approach each other and, and how we serve. And we start from a place of, you know, I always say in trainings that we start with our needle on full because we're full, we're filled with that love of God instead of starting with our needle on empty. You know, I think that's in some ways, maybe the most fundamental difference uh, between a work and a ministry mindset might be starting from a, a place of love filled with that love of God rather than a place of fear, you know, and when, when we start from a place of the, the truth of the fact that we're deeply and passionately loved by the Lord and called to cooperate in his redemptive work and honored and privileged to, to make him known and make him manifest in the world in some way as a member of his body, then we love ourselves as he loves us. And so then we go out into the world carried by those waves of love, really. And those same waves of love then naturally flow through us to others. You know, the contrast would be if we're starting from a mindset of fear, you know, fearing not being able to pay our bills or fearing um, that somehow I have a lack of value. And so I have to perform this or, or that prestigious job so that I can somehow earn value. Um, then that's a, a drastically different place to start from because we know that we have inherent value as children of God. So it, um, if we're starting from a place of looking to earn our value, we're really starting from, from a lie instead of from the truth that we have inherent value and the humility that comes with that, that great gift that it is that, that our dignity is rooted in him. So I just really encourage you to spend some time just reflecting on 
whatever it is the Lord has you doing right now, if you're a student, if you're a, if you're a mom, if you are employed, if you're self-employed, whatever the work is, he has you doing, I just really encourage you to kind of ponder what mindset you have about that. If you have an employment or work mindset compared to a ministry or a mission mindset, just really ask you to, to spend some time taking a look at that. Not that um, the ministry mindset is something that God wants from you, but but instead looking at it as something he has for you because the the benefits and the joy that comes with that are so far beyond really what anything that I, I could ever have imagined, you know, and um, I'm super grateful to have been around the the friars at Franciscan university and my time in religious life. I think it, it very naturally um, became ministry and mission was just how I saw the world it was never something that I was um, directly or overtly taught. And yet I really, I really wish that we were because I see how much it has um, really changed my mind over the years. You know, somebody asked me recently because I've been out doing a lot more speaking events and human and spiritual integration workshops and retreats, lots of requests for these things. And um, somebody asked me, do you want to do these things because you enjoy traveling? And I really had to pause and think about that because I don't necessarily enjoy or, or mind traveling. Um, And to my way of thinking, it's just what's necessary to further the work the Lord has called me to. So, um, and I think that's a, as I was reflecting on that, I was thinking that's really part of having that, um, that ministry or mission mindset is where, you know, it's really a blessing because you don't look at whatever's required of you by the job as I prefer this, or I don't prefer this. Instead, there's a, um, really kind of a, a, a joy and a freedom and a peace um, and a ready willingness to embrace whatever's required to, to further um, the task that he has for you. Um, never something that I would have imagined. And, and it was something that happened so gradually over the last 17 years of, of practice. And yet because of the, the great gift that it's been in my life, um, really wanted to share that with you today. And so it's really my prayer and really my hope that this day the Lord might just sear into the absolute depths of your soul, the knowledge of his infinite and never failing love for you. And that in that strength, you might minister to his people in whatever task you do. And may the Lord himself give you his peace, which surpasses all understanding. Thank you for joining me for today's show please subscribe and share and check us out on wholenessandholiness.com. Follow and like us on social media. And to learn more about Sacred Heart Healing Ministries, please go to sacredhearthealingministries.com.